Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Holy Creativity Podcast. It's been a minute since I released one of these episodes, so let me reintroduce myself. My name is Brian Biedenbach. I'm the host here, and I have the pleasure on this podcast of introducing you to some fabulous creators who operate best in that intersection where faith meets creativity. As I mentioned, it's been quite a while since I dropped a new episode of this podcast. In fact, it was probably the beginning of October of 2021 that I remember releasing my last episode. That was the end of season one. I was fully anticipating releasing a new season starting January of 2022, but in the midst of that, life happened. I went through a job transition. I started a new company called Summit City Studios to help podcasters create great podcasts, and uh, just lots of things have happened. I've had other things on my plate. And so instead of releasing one episode here, one episode there, I decided to put Holy Creativity on pause for a time. And I'm sad to say there's not going to be many more episodes of this podcast as I make way for a new project that I'm working on called Show Notes. I'll tell you more about that at the end of this podcast. But I'm telling you all that because Number one, I want to share what's going on in my life and be vulnerable with you a little bit uh, as listeners of this podcast. But I also want to let you know that my guest today, Chris E. Lewis, uh, was I interviewed him in December of 2021. So as my life has shifted and changed, his has as well. And so there's going to be some choppy moments in this podcast uh, where I've had to cut some things. His job and his goals and his plans have kind of shifted a little bit as well. But nonetheless, Chris E. Lewis is my guest on this podcast. He is the creator of Casual Nerd Reactions, which you'll hear him talk about in this episode. And as I mentioned, because this was recorded several months ago, he was talking about hitting 3,000 subscribers that very day that we recorded this interview that you're about to hear. As of today, as I'm putting this podcast together and recording this intro, he's at almost 7,000 subscribers. He's doubled and more in the last three to four months since we recorded this interview. So if you don't know Casual Nerd Reactions and you love reaction channels, be sure to check out Chris E. Lewis at Casual Nerd Reactions. So I'm going to shut up. I'm going to stop talking. Let's get into the episode and you can hear from Chris himself. Well, welcome back to the Holy Creativity Podcast. I'm here with YouTube content creator, Chris Lewis. Chris, welcome. Hey, thanks so much for having me, man. I'm excited to talk to you today. Chris, why don't you share a little bit about who you are and what you're doing, man? Yeah, absolutely. First, let me say, Brian, when I first discovered your channel, I just felt so excited because here's a guy who's bringing some great Christian content, some quality teaching, but is not boring me. And that's not... (laughs) Not not easy to find, that's all. Uh, so yeah, I uh, am 34 years old now. I'm single. I was a youth pastor up until uh, the beginning of this uh, year. Uh, I guess the beginning of last year by the time this airs, right? But yeah. um, I kind of pivoted and went through some transitions in my life and decided, you know what? This is the perfect opportunity to go all in on some content creation. And so that's what I've been focusing on the last year, just honing my skills, working on on building connections and uh, just kind of praying and saying, all right, God, uh, what do you have in store for me? And it is it's been interesting. It's been a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I'm sure it's been an interesting journey and I want to want to get into that. I first, I think, Chris, when we first connected, I started seeing some of your content in one of the Facebook groups that we were kind of both a part of. And um, I was really intrigued by the quality of content that you were putting out as well, so, which again, is one reason you're here on, yeah. on the podcast <laughs> today. So talk about, I know you've got, I think we were talking earlier, you have three different YouTube channels maybe Which one that gets yes <laughs> i i have 3 as well i think i only have one or two videos on one of them but there's one in particular that you really have you've really been pouring yourself into and that's casual nerd reactions tell us a little bit about that channel and how you got started doing that well it's something that i started uh playing around with it wasn't my first youtube endeavor but it, it's something i've all i was interested in because I love reaction videos. I love watching someone else watch a movie that I've already seen and kind of re-experience <laughs> it through their eyes. Uh, and I thought like, I could do that. And so I, I gave it a shot um, uh, in January, uh, February of 2021. And uh, I enjoyed the experience of recording and reacting. I didn't love editing so much. And so it takes a lot of time. You can't just, I mean, you're talking a 30 minute TV show, a two hour movie to edit that down to a YouTube video is so much more work than I expected. So I set it aside um, and I was just focusing on other things, focusing on uh, true fan media, helping uh, uh, Christian creators uh, get their content out there into the world and, and get better and sharpen their skills. And I, I picked up CNR, uh, which is what I call it for shorthand, uh, again in October. <laughs> Um, because I just felt like um, that there was so much potential there. My editing skills have actually improved, uh, and I realized I enjoy it more than I did uh, when I did it the first time around. And so I started doing movies, and you know, uh, immediately it started getting more traction than it did the first time around. And I've been doing it for exactly three months uh, since the first movie reaction released. And I went from 140 subscribers to 3,000 subscribers. I just crossed today, which is an exciting milestone. Um, wow, congratulations. Uh, patrons doing like all the things that you're supposed to do to try to pull some <laughs> like income from it. And uh, it's a blast. I'm having a great time doing it. Yeah, that's great. So you said that wasn't your first YouTube endeavor. How did you kind of first start to dabble on the platform as a content creator? Was it YouTube or were you always into creating content in some other fashion? You know, Brian, it's a passion that's always been there. But, you know, when you're going through life and you get busy and you start doing your job uh, for me, it was youth pastor, which I always thought like, oh man, this youth pastor, I'm going to be able to be, I'm going to be so creative. I'm going to make so many great videos as a youth pastor. Cause when I was an intern, um, that's all I did. <laughs> okay. Um, but then you get busy and the ministry takes up more time than you think. Other church responsibilities come in and I, it, it's a passion that fell dormant because I didn't really have time to do it. I mean, I know some people, um, they breathe creativity and everything they do is just just creative. It seems like it comes easy for them. That's not really the case for me. I am only creative when I allow myself to have space and time to be creative. Like I'm talking hours. I need like an hour long, two hour long brainstorm session to be creative. So really it was when COVID came along and quarantine happened and I wasn't allowed to go into the office and so I found myself with time that I didn't have before. 
And I started making TikTok videos, uh, believe it or not. Um, that didn't okay. last very long because I pivoted pretty quickly and said, what if I could make teaching videos? That's where I started. I was making teaching videos and trying to bring just an element of creativity to it that I love, that it was enjoyable. And I still love that. I, I mean, I've set that aside for now, but I'm, I'm, I will pick that up as kind of my hobby channel eventually. But, you know, I just, I found and I rediscovered how much fun it is to be a little bit dramatic, to put in a little bit of acting, to do something that's a little bit creative, to mix music into videos and get the editing and pacing just right. Uh, it, I, I genuinely love it. And so it was exciting to dig back into kind of a dormant passion and reawaken it. And I truly believe that, um, you know, it, when God gives you those things, it's for a reason. And I don't always understand it. I'm in a season currently when I, you know, I really, I don't understand everything, but I'm just trusting the Lord with it. And I'm doing what I, I feel led to do as best as I can and trusting him with the rest. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I you said a couple things there that I think resonate with me and my story too, is, um, you know, some people breathe creativity and you don't feel like you really do. And I think that was kind of, has been kind of my story too. And I've talked about that on, in other episodes of this podcast is that's one of the reasons I love doing this podcast and interviewing people who, who some do breathe creativity and some don't, but I do think, I think there's something, you know, theologically that I believe that we are created in the image of God, right? Who is the creator and he's put this ability to be creative in us. And I just want to encourage people who may be listening, right, that that don't feel like they're creative people. Like I've said that my whole life, I'm not a creative person. Um, and right. somehow as I've leaned into that, I've learned how to be creative and harness some of that. But I'm like you, like I need time, I need space, I can come up with ideas, right? Yeah. But I need time and space to really harness that and really be creative with those ideas. So we'll get back to your YouTube content creation side in a little bit here, but I want to get to your faith story. Yeah. I mean, I'm a somewhat classic church kid in the sense that I grew up in church. Uh, my childhood was a little bit different as we grew up in uh, the midst of what many people refer to as the Brownsville Revival. Some people love that. Some people don't love it at all. Explain that a little bit for those who may not know. Yeah, that was an outpouring that happened uh, in Pensacola, Florida, and starting in 1995. I was seven years old. So it, it was just um, God stood up in a powerful way and people started coming from all over the world. Um, every single night we would have services. People would start lining up at like five in the morning for a 7 p.m. service in Pensacola, Florida. Wow. Standing all day in the sun in the summer. Right. Ah. And so it just it was amazing. Some of the things that God did. And that was in my mind, that was that was church. That's just what church was. Okay. Uh, it wasn't until later in my teens when I realized that's not normal church. Uh, okay. Other people had very different experiences. And it was really once I got out of that environment that I began to have to seek God kind of on my own merits and really develop that actual personal relationship with him. And so that's really just like a key driving point of my passion. And I pursued ministry from, you know, uh, I think, I guess I wasn't really sure what area of ministry I wanted to go in, but I started pursuing it in 19 and, um, yeah, became a youth pastor and, uh, loved it. The last year or two has been maybe my greatest point of struggle. Um, you know, I'm in this kind of weird spot 
where uh, I'm seeing a lot of things that uh, I, I find very frustrating. But at the same time, like, I know what my faith is in God, and I, I know what he's called me to do. And so it's kind of like, um, I actually recently discovered um, on TikTok, something's called Exvangelical TikTok, which okay. is just people who no longer identify as Christian. Many of them are atheists. It's kind of the, the extreme end of deconstructionist. And yeah. I'm over here kind of like, I'm listening to them, and I'm like, yeah, I see a lot of their points. I understand where they're coming from. I see the hurt. And then I see the American church and I see so many people who are doing it right, but so many people who are, are doing it wrong. And the thing that I'm burdened for right now is I'm watching these arguments between uh, the church looking over here and saying, well, you guys are just, you just want love and no righteousness. And they're over here like you demand righteousness without showing love. And it's just like, man, I, I want I'm like sitting in the middle. Like I want both sides to like reach this understanding because I believe that there's hope and I'm tired of seeing people driven away from the church. And so that's just where I'm at currently. I'm really praying like, all right, Lord, how can I be part of a solution and not add to the problem, not stir up more hurt or anger um, because there has to be a solution. And uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> no, man, I appreciate you sharing that because I think that we are in a really difficult and challenging time that, I think the church historically has kind of seen these cycles before and we've just never experienced this. And I think this yeah. is a this is a real struggle for me as well. And I think it's one reason that personally for me, like I I appreciate the fact that you were courageous enough even to step away from a position in a church to pursue mm -hmm. something, but still want to be a part of a local church and to, yeah. to help lead and to help volunteer and still pour into it without just kind of washing your hands of it and walking away. Right. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what a lot of people are doing. They're either digging in their heels and saying, this is what we're going to stand on or they're going, well, okay, I'm going to throw everything out and just walk away. So anyway, Man, I could talk about that with you all day. That's not specifically what we're here for. I know. Um, I know. <laughs> but we could go there and maybe we can have another conversation a little bit later. But I'm curious now, you know, on the podcast, we talk to people of faith like yourself um, who are creative individuals. So I'm curious how maybe your faith journey has really impacted or informed the creative side of you, of yourself. Yeah, this is actually a really interesting question, and I'm excited to talk about it because on my initial channel, Chris E. Lewis, it's mm -hmm. easy to see how faith was inspiring and impacting it because I was creating content for Christians or for church leaders, either uh, in spiritual growth or personal growth. Like that was kind of uh, my passion. And so it's easy to see the faith influence there. Now we get to casual nerd reactions where I'm watching movies and I'm inviting people to watch me watch movies. That's a little bit different, isn't it? Because that doesn't naturally lend itself to um, faith influence. That doesn't naturally lend itself. Like, I'm not creating content for Christians on that channel. It's content for everyone. And so it, now you have, like, a choice to make. How are you going to use the platform? As the platform is being built, we just crossed 3,000 subscribers. So am I going to start to just preach the gospel at the end of every reaction video? What <laughs> What is my strategy? What is my goal? I, I actually think if I were to preach the gospel at the end of every reaction video, it probably would turn some people off. Only about 20, 30% ever make it to that far in the video, right? But right. <laughs> you know, that's really where it comes down to. What is your thought 
on evangelism? What is your thought on sharing the gospel? And personally, I believe that the most effective way that we can share the love of Jesus with people is through a one-on-one relationship. It's through connection and genuine community. And with any YouTube channel, I believe the ultimate goal is not just to create great content, but to build a community around that content. And that's when I start to get excited as I'm engaging with people in the comments, as uh, I connect with my patrons, as I do live streams, like these people are getting to know more and more of my character and they're getting to see more and more of my personality. And, you know, there's a couple moments when faith starts leaking out. There's a couple movie reactions like coming up where it's like, wow, how do you not incorporate faith in this reaction. And so my hope on that channel um, isn't to preach the gospel, but is that people hopefully see a genuine Christian who lives an uncompromising life, who genuinely cares about people. And, you know, I just feel like, man, if more people could just be Christian instead of try to convert everyone, that we might have a better conversion rate because people are attracted to the genuine love of Jesus. I believe that people are attracted to the light of God that shines authentically from who we are. And I just think with content in 2022, one thing we all have to remember is that authenticity is what works. Authenticity is what people are looking for. And if they come to your channel and they feel pushed upon or they feel like you're just being fake or you're just putting on a show, most of the time they're gonna turn it off. They're not very interested. I'm not saying you won't get people who subscribe uh, if you are fake or pushy, but I'm saying that people just want authenticity. They want to see you and feel like they're building a friendship with you. Yeah. No, that's so good. I think authenticity has kind of been a buzzword for a number of years, but I do think it it's, it is the word that I, I don't think there's another word to describe it. You know, yeah. we try and build, um, you know, you would understand this coming from the church world. Like I, one of my frustrations is we build structures and we build programs right. and we feel like we have to do these things and people will come. And I just, I look at the gospels and I see Jesus went where people were and he built relationships yeah. with people. Um, and he did he get to the gospel? Absolutely. Jesus yes. got to the gospel. He was, right? He was the gospel. He was the good news of the coming of the kingdom. But he built relationships with people. He invested in people. He asked questions of people. And I I just I see that in in your casual nerd reactions channel. I see that in your heart. Um, and I I don't see that a lot in Mm-hmm. mainstream Christianity around us. And so right. um, I'm just coming to this place personally. And this is, you know, this is me just blabbing about my my own personal journey right, right now is I, I've just come to a place now where like, I just want to follow Jesus and not like tell right. other people how to do it. Like I'll follow Jesus and I'll talk about it. And I want you to mm-hmm. come with me in that journey because it's messy it's, right. it's, it gets ugly sometimes, it gets difficult sometimes, and it's really challenging. And right. I don't have to pretend like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just that. following Jesus, right? And I can yes. do that through podcasting. I can do that through YouTube content creation. I can do that through conversation over a cup of coffee, right? Yeah. So, um, so one thing, ahead. if I can, um, yeah. r- this really stood out to me this morning, actually, as I was up at 4 a.m. scrolling through TikTok. Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, it does happen. It does happen. But I noticed this. Ch- I found this channel. And this channel is like responding to all these deconstruction stories, all these people who are, are walking away from the faith. Yeah. And he's responding to them. 
And he doesn't have an angry tone. He's probably a genuine, wonderful Christian who, who's trying to do the right thing and reach out. But all he's doing is arguing theology with them. He's debating them, um, their theology. He's throwing scripture at them and they don't care. And obviously scripture is essential. It is the foundation, the cornerstone of what we believe and we should strive to live it out every <laughs> single day. However, when it comes to, I mean, it really depends on what you're trying to do, but like this particular individual, I believe would have so much more success instead of trying to theologically argue every single point that this deconstructionist person who's struggling or abandoning their faith is walking through. What if he had a conversation with them and said, listen, tell me your story. Because in these videos that he's arguing with, what I see is someone who has been hurt someone who is carrying around. They don't need an intellectual interpretation of scripture. They need someone to show and demonstrate genuine love and compassion to them. And, you know, content is unique because uh, it is a production. But at the same time, how can we live through the production and genuinely reach out and make true connections? Because that is the content that can truly change lives. Yeah. Amen to that, man. I love that. I had just a quick story. I had a, uh, I'm starting a small company called Summit City Studios where I'm helping other people start podcasts and I do some editing and production work for them. Um, and it's not a, a Christian business. I'm not helping Christian content creators, but here's the thing, man. Um, one of the thing, one of the reasons I wanted to pursue that is because through podcasting and through content creation, mm. I've had so many more real, and here's the word, authentic conversations with people. Yeah, I think, again, theologically, I believe God put this in us to use right. our gifts and talents to engage a lost world, not right. just to use them in our youth ministries and in our churches and on the platforms and to build programs. Right, Brian. Yes, it was. I, th I believe John Maxwell who said, "People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care." Right. And when it comes to creating content, obviously the easy thing to do. Here's what I know, world. I hope that you like it. Um, that's why it's so important to take the time at the beginning of your channel or whatever content you're creating, or even now, even if you've already started, it's important to take the time and figure out who am I talking to. Right. Who is my audience? How can I show them I care about them? If I care about my audience, what type of content will I create? Rather than, this is all the things that I know and you should listen to me because I'm significant. <laughs> it's a different approach to creating content and it's a lot harder. It's a lot yeah. more challenging to ask what my audience needs, what they'll connect with. But that's the most important thing we can do as creators is take ourselves out of it, put ourselves aside, put what we know aside. And how do we show our audience? We're here for them. We're here to add value to them. Right. Yeah. No, that's so good. Um, let's transition just a little bit because, again, we could continue talking about this all day long. And someday we probably will, I hope anyway. <laughs> um, how do you foster your faith and your creativity? You mentioned earlier, like you need need time and space to really feel creative, but what are, are there any habits or, or things that you do to foster that intentionality of your faith and your creative work? Yeah. It, you know, it's interesting because especially if I'm developing something that's faith inspired, right? Um, the, the, the typical habit would just be like, I need to put it on the paper and then I need to create it. But 
I need more time than other people to put it on the paper. It, you know, that's not something that comes naturally. While I would say I am a creative person, I don't consider myself naturally creative. Other people would look at what I create and completely disagree with me, and that's fine because I know the process and I know what I have to do to get there. And right. so for me, it's actually somewhat similar to my prayer time. Right when I pray and when I connect with God, I notice that when I'm just listening to worship music and worshiping and praying, it changes my thoughts. My thoughts become more clear when it comes to just dealing and handling life. And so it's very similar when I approach uh, creating content, especially if it's some kind of teaching or, or not. Even if it's just trying to figure out the creative spot, I need to kind of put on worship music. And, and sometimes that means I step away from the script and I, I walk away and I let my mind wander. I let my mind just dwell on the Lord. And it's just amazing how that, I don't know, there's just something powerful about strategic pauses. And instead of just like focusing, 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 allowing my mind to wander, allowing my mind just space to engage. That's why it takes so long because I can sit there and think, okay, how can I visually emphasize the importance of mentoring someone? How can I visually show this? And if I just think on that and think on that, I will never, ever come up with a solution. But if I step away from it and I let my mind just wander in prayer and worship, then it's amazing how many times like an idea will come. And sometimes it doesn't. But that's really, I think, the key for me is just creating space and allowing myself space. That means um, not focusing on an urgent deadline. Um, I tend to thrive. I love giving myself deadlines. I love um, having like that weekly release and, and setting myself guidelines and deadlines. But if I don't also give myself space and the opportunity, like the time beforehand, um, I'll never meet a deadline. <laughs> so no, I think that's, that's something I'm learning as well in the creative space that I've never been in prior to 2020 is the fact that you know, I've operated on deadlines. I've operated on, you know, planning events, getting things done, getting students registered for, you know, whatever the event is, whatever, right? I've operated on that. So I think that's probably why I've always said I'm not a real creative person. Mm -hmm. But as I've taken that time, um, I, I feel the same way. So I'm, I'm wondering, I don't think this is a, this is just a YouTube content creation thing. I, you know, I've talked to, artists on this show. I've talked mm -hmm. to photographers on this podcast and they all kind of say the same thing. Like I just need space. And, mm. you know, photography is a little different. If you're a wedding photographer, you have a day and you have to get things done. Right. But when you're editing, when you're trying to on the back end, trying to make that photo as beautiful as you can. So how do you navigate that when you are used to the deadlines how do you allow yourself the freedom and the space to say, you know, I, I want to put out a video every week, let's say, uh, but I know I need the time to really make that video something special and something powerful and something that I'm proud of creatively. How do you navigate those deadlines with the need for space? So first of all, for me, I had to rewire my brain and challenge my definition of consistency. Because okay. to me, consistency means every Tuesday at 11 a.m., I'm releasing a video. Good, bad, ugly. That's my deadline. I'm releasing a video. And, you know, people in the YouTube um, world, they always talk about what, the importance of being consistent with your releasing and creating content. And so there's nothing wrong with having that approach. 
But I kind of had to throw that away and first of all recognize that consistency to me means every time I release a video, it is the best possible video I can release. If it happens weekly, great. If it happens twice a week, even better. If it happens every other week, it's kind of like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, ultimately it doesn't matter. As long as every video you release is the best that you can release. And, and so first I, I, re, I changed my definition of consistency. Uh, next, I, I am a planner and I'm not gonna stop being a planner just because I'm doing creative work. And so I typically would, um, back when I was doing Chrissy Lewis and I was doing more consistent kind of thought work and thought uh, creative videos, I would kind of say, all right, listen, Tuesdays, I'm gonna focus on writing. Tuesday, I'm giving myself space. That is what I'm doing Tuesday. I have no other agenda. I have no other priorities. This day is about writing and creating. And if I get all the creative work done and I have time to move on to something else, great. But that's that. That's just bonus. That is just bonus. And then I would give myself a, a whole day to, to record and get all the footage I need. And then I would give myself a day or two to, to edit and just kind of creating intentional space and projects and not trying to rush it. Uh, when I first started, it was like, I have one day I'm making a video. And I quickly realized that's not sustainable because creativity doesn't fit in boxes as much as I would like it to. Yep. I get that. I get that. I When I was doing more with my Practically Biblical YouTube channel, it was... I mean, I was studying, I was writing, and but it was stuff I was familiar with, right? I could tell a story. It was just being creative and telling that story. When I'm doing other content, like podcast tutorials and things like that. Now I'm like, I really have to think differently about how to do this. And man, I'm not hitting uh, an every two week deadline like I had hoped to. So some of that is, you know, other life stuff. I'm busy yep. there. But um, so that's encouraging to me to re really rethink the um, the definition of consistency. And I heard you say more, and you didn't say it specifically, but consistency has more to do with the quality of the product than the frequency of what you're putting out there. So maybe you've already answered this question. I've got just a couple more questions, but one of them is, um, what's a one piece of advice that maybe someone gave you or you wish they would have given you when you were getting started on, let's say, casual nerd reactions? Mm, okay. My go-to advice is just be yourself, whatever that looks like, good, bad, and ugly. And on CNR, part of why I gravitated back to it is because it's easier to be myself on okay. casual nerd reactions. That's that's why I'm drawn to it. That being said, so much uh, can be changed in editing that I now have the option to have more of myself or less of myself in the editing. And so for me, it's been navigating and balancing, all right, how do I put myself out there and represent myself without taking away from the, the product because people don't click on casual nerd reactions to just watch me having a good time and goofing around. Uh, I mean, I'm a part of it. Uh, my reaction is what they're there for, but sometimes I just get goofy and I can be something in the movie will inspire me to go off on a totally unrelated thing. <laughs> and so it's remembering, all right, they're here to see my reaction to this movie. And so there's a balancing. I'm putting as much as myself in there, but I'm also capturing that first time experience. And so when it comes to, um, you know, 
anyone else who's starting a project or uh, just looking for creative advice, really it's how do you best capture yourself? And maybe maybe that means really paying attention to the mood you're in when you go to film. Maybe that means uh, practicing and making video after video, even if you're not releasing them. But it capturing your true personality and who you actually are on camera can be so challenging. Because yeah. sometimes we get on camera and we're just like, hello, welcome to my content. I'm here to teach you about. And it, you know, it can be so difficult. And I'm kind of a wild and all over the place hyperactive person. And so <laughs> in some ways it's easier, but in other ways it's like, all right, I, I have to really pay attention to connect and know that I'm talking to a real person and I'm not putting on a show. And that's one of the most challenging things is to be yourself, but not put on a show. It's a tough line to walk, Brian. Yeah. No, I hear you. I am not the dramatic person. So for me to even right. put myself on camera was a challenge. But man, the the one thing you said there that really struck me is paying attention to maybe the mood that you're in before you sit down to film. And I've done that so many times where I've sat down and things are frustrating. I'm mm -hmm. not in a great mood, right? But I have to get this video done and I do my best to, to, to bring the energy, to bring the passion. And it's challenging right. to the point where one of my friends saw one of my videos last year and he goes, um, hey, can we get together? I just want to catch up and talk. And when we sat down, the first thing he said was, are you okay? And <laughs> oh, I said, man. what do you mean? And he goes, well, I just watched your last video and there was something different in that one than oh, the rest boy. of yours. And I was like, oh, pay attention to the mood that you're in when you yeah. sit down to create. I think that's a great word of advice that maybe was a side note that you were sharing and the idea of being yourself. Well, I think it's important. And just my, my go-to advice as far as that, um, this is the number one way to ensure that I'm in a better mood is I don't set up my equipment right before I film. If I can, I'm gonna set it up the day before because I don't know about everyone else. I know I think you're in more of a, a static stuff where your stuff is kind of set up, but a lot of people we're setting up, we're tearing down and it takes time and I always, like 90% of the time, something about it frustrates me. Either I'm bumping my head on something, I'm tripping over stuff, I'm setting up a lot of equipment in a small space, and setting it up beforehand is really, really an important thing. I mean, even uh, today, I leave my equipment set up more often than I used to now, but I had to set it up this morning, and uh, I had a choice. I can wait until it's a little bit closer to the time where I'm gonna meet with you, or um, knowing that that frustrates me, and it did, I can set it up hours beforehand. So I set this up three hours ago, knowing that I wasn't going to meet you until uh, noon. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, <laughs> it's funny you say that I've got stuff everywhere in here. Like I'm just looking around and you would think it's static and I have stuff that I leave set up, but I, you know, it's the little adjustments to get it just right and make sure the camera's in the same spot it was last time. Dude, I started set up last night in here. Um, cause I got a new light stand and I didn't know where to put it. So I started last nice. night. I understand the frustration of the setup. So I feel you there. And I, you know why I do that? Because I've heard you say that before. And I was like, <laughs> I, oh, love it. I need to set I this up it. the night before. That was brilliant advice. Chris, where can, it's been a pleasure. It's been really fun conversation having you on here. Where can people find you online, on social media, if they want to pick up a conversation with you or just check out some of your content? 
Sure. If you want to connect with me as a person, uh, Instagram at Chris E. Lewis is for sure the best way to do it. If you want to check out my content, then youtube.com uh, slash casual nerd reactions. Uh, those are the two channels that I'm most active on. Chris, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to this episode of Holy Creativity. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Chris E. Lewis. Be sure you check him out at Chris E. Lewis on Instagram or Casual Nerd Reactions on YouTube. I've got another episode of the podcast coming out simultaneously with this one with my friend Joseph Harrison. He's a beat maker, content creator, and freestyle rapper. So be sure to check out that episode. I'll link that one in the show notes as well. So once again, thanks for listening to the Holy Creativity Podcast. This has been a fun experiment, a fun project for me to work on, to meet some new people and introduce you to some fantastic creators who operate in that space where their faith meets creativity. This will be my last, these will be my last two episodes of Holy Creativity, at least for now. We'll see what happens in the future. But I'm doing this to make space for a new podcast that I'm diving into called Show Notes. And that Show Notes is for podcast creators. So if you're considering starting a podcast or you have a podcast going and you're looking for tips and ideas and gear and you want to hear from other podcasters who have walked that journey a little bit farther down the road maybe than you are, be sure to check out Show Notes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you happen to listen. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of this. This is Brian Biedenbach signing off for Holy Creativity. 